You are listening to the Savage Fincast, episode 82, the featherweight champion of the world! Chicago. A criminal mastermind called Overlord held our city in his terrifying grip. Ordinary cops were losing the battle against Overlord's super freaks and mutants. Then, a miracle happened. When I found him, he had no memory of his past. I helped him find an identity and a life. Now we have a fighting chance. Now we have the dragon. This is the Savage Fincast, the show that really should have written these jokes down so he doesn't repeat them in the future. <laughs> My name is Jim Purcell. I'm Craig Olson. I'm Raven Perez. And we are back again with a new episode of the Savage Fincast, the only podcast where we talk about only Savage Dragon and Eric Larson and anything else that tickles our fancy. So really, it's like any podcast. But this one is a little bit more focused. For new listeners, you know, Savage Dragon's been going on for about 26 years now. Only about. And... It was one of the original Image Comics comics that launched way back when Image Comics was created. And in case you don't know, Eric Larson is an artist who worked yep. at DC and Marvel, founded Image Comics. Why do I and feel like you probably already know this? You never know. You never know. we got to cover the bases. I'm just saying, if you've never read one issue of Savage Dragon, get ready. You're going to hear some passionate motherfuckers. And we hope that you, through our passion become interested in seeking this out on your own. It's like what Eric Larson says. Every episode could be your first, someone's first. True. True. Amen. Don't True. know how he found us, but it could be your first. I like to imagine that they fell down in like a Wikipedia click link like hole, and then before, like just in a heady mix, they just suddenly are listening to a podcast. Ah. They don't know how the fuck, but it's us. I always imagine every free comic book day, there's a bunch of Savage Dragons in like a dollar bin, and these guys are like, you know, I've always, always heard about Savage Dragon. Why does look he look black now? Issue two hundred. It's got to be good if it lasts that long. I heard Savage Dragon was porn. <laughs> <laughs> Half the new readers, that's why they're picking it up. Right. So prepare to get disappointed. It's not, but it's so much more. <laughs> and it is a little bit. A little bit, but nah. you know, what isn't? What isn't? I, have, I haven't been titillated once. Mother's Day wouldn't exist without a little bit of porn, so think yeah. about it. Think about it. Yeah, I thought about it. I don't know if that works the way you <laughs> well, think it works. It works. You don't use porn to make babies. Not been working for oh, all of human... Speak for yourself. Yep. Been working for all of human history. <laughs> all right. All right. Let's cool this one down. News! News indeed. Kick, take us away. Wait, oh yeah, I'm doing the first one. Alright. Take news. us away, myself. Yeah, myself. <laughs> um, I'm going to throw this to me. First bit of news, <laughs> it was announced by Marvel Comics that in celebration of their, uh, eight, as part of their celebration of their 80th anniversary, uh, going all the way back to Marvel Comics number one, uh, they are going to be releasing Marvel Comics number 1000. Which uh, I believe is going to be an 80-page one-shot uh, with a whole host of creative teams. 
Tons. And the idea, and the idea is that each each page will be by a different creator or creative team. So Eric Larson will be contributing one page to that. Uh, so every page is supposed to be like a one and done, like story, like celebrating the history of the Marvel universe, uh, Marvel history. So we don't know what Eric is actually doing for it. We just know that he is included in it. Um, mm-hmm. This is part of his previously announced return to Marvel. Um, he said he, I believe he said that he'd be drawing like 40 pages of content. Yeah. So this is one. This is one page. Can't wait to drop 15 bucks for his one page here. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm sure it'll be a $10 book. I myself plan to rip it out in the, <laughs> just rip it out and take it. The important the, uh, thing is that 80 pages for $10 is a good value. Yeah. And anyone who says nah, it there's going to be a lot of cool. Anyone who says, anyone who says it isn't can't do math. Did it? Did it say ten? Did it I, release I'm, the price point? I don't think it's been released. I think it's been uh, suggested. If it's fifteen, that sounds a little high because that's almost trade paperback length. Yeah, but is some it like a twenty-two page comic, four bucks now. So. Well, that's what I'm saying. Some trades are eighty pages. Is what's funny. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Like as low as eighty pages can really? still be considered a trade. Yeah, because if you think if the thirty-two pages is an issue, then three all you're almost at three issues worth of content. Yeah, like 80 a four-issue, twenty-page series would be about eighty pages. I think. Yep. Uh, I think ninety-two is like the, however the printers work. I think you got to have minimum M- multi- multiples of four. Multiples of four. So. Yep. But anyway, I I bet it won't cost fifteen bucks, but. Remember, like in the eighties and nineties, when you used to have like trades that were all thin like that. Yeah, yep. you know, it was just weird. What well, do they call them? Like Baxter paper comics or something? Yeah, Baxter paper was a thing. Mm. That was a I whole... don't know Baxter paper. Baxter what? paper was like semi gloss. I know it was like the square bound. It was like, oh, this one's something special, one shot, yeah. like hmm. weird comic. Well, it like, always kind of weird me out as a kid. DC in particular, their uh, New Teen Titans and Legion of Superheroes comics were quote unquote Baxter uh, paper was like a selling point. They were they were they were direct sales. They were they were comic shop only. Mm. Uh, your newsstand stuff was still newsprint. So that was the incentive to go to the comic shop. Yeah, the real comic nerds got those like little one shots, you know. That before like trades were a big thing, remember? Though it was always like and it was always like kind of like the adultish ones. <laughs> For the listeners, what do you mean there? You talking like, porn or? No, like, <laughs> like Watchmen was like that. Yeah, okay. back in the day, now it's just a normal. Someone told me that Dark Knight Returns is mail comics. order only. What? Apparently, that seems Dark wrong. Is, I feel like that's lies. Yeah, that seems wrong. How could it ever be so popular if it was mail order only? <laughs> I don't know. I wasn't there. <laughs> nah, I'm going to call bullshit on that. All right. So, other bit Marvel- of news. Marvel 1000 drops in stores in August. Oh, that's true. What, yes, that's August. what we know. Yep, in August. Um, we don't have a date, but hey, kids, August. Um, the other item that we're talking about, moving right along, Johnny Raygun and Savage Dragon Kickstarter hits its goal. If you're a regular listener, you know that the very last episode, we had Rich Woodall on here to talk about his Original character Johnny Raygun doing a crossover that has long been in the works with Savage Dragon. Uh, the goal was $8,000 and the goal has been surpassed. However, Sweet. at the time that you will be listening to this show, dear listener, there should still be a few more days remaining that you can contribute. 
do want to state, if you are interested at all in this really sweet, long-awaited Savage Dragon crossover, please consider backing. Uh, for more info, you can listen to the previous Savage Fincast interview episode that we did. You can ride your fucking motorcycle on over there <laughs> to, to Kickstarter. And you can search for Johnny Raygun, and it'll come right up, and you can contribute. And I did want to just throw in a real quick personal aside. It's fucking fantastic that it hit its goal. However, what nobody talks about with these Kickstarter things is that after they succeed, all that is is a promise. Two weeks later, they start charging everyone. And whether all the money goes through or not, the thing's still considered a success and it needs to deliver and the money doesn't always go through. So, please continue to push, continue to spread the word, continue to support it, even though it's past its goal. Let's push it well past its goal so that if anything happens, Rich will be covered. And there's also all kinds of amazing stretch goals, original art. There's all kinds of stuff that you can get if you go and contribute. So again, please give that a, give it a shot. Give it a, give it a listen. Absolutely. And I mean, if anyone listened to that last episode, you know, Rich put his kind of heart and soul into it and it's been a while and we really want to see it get printed. It's already done. So it's not like it's a risk, you know, uh, if he hits, you know, he will hit his goal. So it will get printed. Um, and it's a fun, it's a fun little comic. I mean, I don't mean to be adversarial here, but, uh, if you don't contribute, you're fucking rich. <laughs> you're fucking him. Don't, don't fuck rich. He's a nice guy. Help him out. I Come thought out. you were saying like you're you're fucking rich, like you're not poor. <laughs> oh no, Rich Woodall. <laughs> yeah, don't fuck Rich Woodall. Don't He's fuck good. Rich. He's a good guy. Really, really nice, good guy. So, at any rate, so, I think Mister Rolson will kick us off with letters. Yes, we actually managed to squeeze some letters out of some of you. This yeah, thanks for. First we appreciate <laughs> in a long time. Shh, come on, man, don't. You're no, pulling the curtain back. Got, got, got to make him <laughs> sorry. Feel sorry. <laughs> we got a, a a letter from Matthew, or either a letter or it was a comment on uh, the face our Facebook page, which we kind of used through the Savage Dragon Eric Larson fan page. But Matthew Peter Murphy asked, "Now that Savage Dragon Johnny Raygun is being printed, are there any old Dragon crossovers you'd like to see reprinted?" What characters would you like to see, and also what characters would you like to see Malcolm crossover with? So you guys want to take a crack at that at all? Um, well, there's Anyone a whole bunch. A good one? There's a whole bunch that haven't been reprinted, as far as I know. Like, uh, pretty sure the Destroyer Duck one has never been reprinted. Yeah. That one's pretty fun. Yeah, that uh, is fun. Parts of Megaton Man crossover have been reprinted as part of the Baptism of Fire collection, but not the entire thing. Oh, that's a shame. That's awesome. I th- I thought that um, Gary Carlson was talking about doing like a phone book type Megaton reprint kind of. Man, I would read that. Yeah, and you know we we should get him on the show and ask him about that. But I know as like, you know, it was even like around last year. I feel like he was talking about that. So hopefully that does see the light of day. Now, that... also also the uh, Martial Law Savage Dragon crossover has never been reprinted, despite the fact that there is a big chunky Martial Law reprint. Chunky. Yeah, the DC put out. <laughs> I suppose it was because DC put it out that it didn't get reprinted, but it is an odd omission. Uh, even though it's not, I didn't like it very much, but it is, you know, it's Kevin O'Neill art. You can't really go yeah, wrong. I was, I was going to say, even if you uh, don't like the story, 
That's fucking Kevin O'Neill. Pat, Pat Mills does not understand how Mighty Man works. <laughs> Hot take. <laughs> I forgot what happened. Why? Why? Does because that um, Ann Stevens gets murdered. Oh, Jesus and, and then Dragon Dragon treats it like he doesn't give a shit about Anne. <laughs> he thinks that they can get Mighty Man back somehow. So he like completely writes Anne off and just thinks about getting Mighty Man back as like an asset. <laughs> it's a very strange scene. Awesome. I gotta reread that. It's been a while. <laughs> I'm not a big fan of Pat Mills. I mean he's he's prolific and all, but he's a particular type of writer. It's yeah. funny since you're the British comics guy. In well, the that's group. what I'm saying is that I've read a lot of Pat Mills comics. Okay. He's he's not Alan Moore. I'll put it that way. Who is? Who uh, is? I am. I oh. just haven't read. I just keep it all to myself. I sit at home and I write books. You lack myself, his for my own entertainment, but I'll tell you, I'm about the equivalent of an Alan Moore. You lack his sweet beard game. I know that. You haven't seen me in a while. Oh shit! What the old man the mountain now, <laughs> Gentle Ben, Haggard Junior Haggard. Maybe you'll find out this summer. Coming this summer. <laughs> the Savage Fincast. So new crossovers with Malcolm. Now I could go to my old standby, Judge Dread, but I don't think Judge Dread and Malcolm are a good good mashup. Freshen it up, Purcell. Lay down a new one. Oh, you know what? No, I was going to say Kevin Matchstick, but you know what? That's still more of a dragon kind of crossover character. You know, it's tough. I don't have one off the top of my head. Maybe like Miles Morales. Ugh. You know what I wish we we saw? And it's not Malcolm. It's regular dragon. And you yeah. guys are going to go, ugh, I know you are. But mm-hmm. I think it would be funny as hell because we kind of saw it with Sergeant Marvel. But to see a Savage Dragon Batman crossover or Savage Dragon is just kind of an asshole. And hold it kind of makes up. sense because Ugh. he would be a cop. <laughs> he would be a cop and, you know, Batman would be a detective. And the whole series, Batman, uh, you know, Dragon would just be doing his wisecracks and shit like that. And I know you guys fucking hate that, but... Uh, they already, they already made Batman Judge Dread. <laughs> so you don't think Dragon, the Dragon component, could add anything to that? Oh, I'm sure there's a complete difference. I mean, Dread, Dragon's a jackass. At least Dread, <laughs> Dread's just an asshole. And and Batman's just a serious motherfucker that has no sense should of Should be smiling so 50s awesome. Batman. Now that <laughs> I will read. If you Google original Batman, Google the words original Batman, it brings up Adam West. Batusi. Yep. Does not bring up the fucking Gil Kane, you know, fucking whatever, Bob Kane, like Batman. It brings up fucking Adam West. Yeah, not Gil Kane. That's someone else. <laughs> you know, I, I was testing you and you passed. Good job. Congratulations. <laughs> All right. I did that intentionally to make you feel smart. So, but in terms of Malcolm, though, you know, it's too bad because I think you know Eric talked about trying to do it, but crossing over the turtles again because of the long history of the Savage Dragon comic with the Ninja Turtles comic. I thought that would be fun, especially with like the reprints of you know the the, the turtles comic coming out now. Mm-hmm. It would be pretty cool to have seen Malcolm do a, like a one shot or at least have the turtles guest appear in, in Savage Dragon, but I guess it's not to be. Maybe maybe um, meet Invincible's kids. See, that's the direction I want to take mine. In my mind, Malcolm's fresh and new. Even though this book's old, Malcolm's fresh and new. 
I don't want fucking Malcolm crossing over with the turtles. Dragon did that. What I oh, want. That's true too, because that would be weird. Because then the turtles wouldn't be teenagers, would they? Right. Well, yeah. Yeah. They're they're middle aged now. <laughs> well, they're feeling their age. Middle aged so, mutant ninja turtles. Pass the ibuprofen. <laughs> Turtle power. So I was thinking oh. it would make more sense for Malcolm to like cross over with like a legacy character of some kind. The trouble is there isn't. I'm trying to think of a high profile legacy character that's not Marvel and DC. I want Malcolm to cross over with someone fresh, like Detective Chu or Murder Falcon or any of these cool new image comics. It doesn't have to be fucking old ass Ninja Turtles. It doesn't have to be like, you know, do you know how fucking dope a Murder Falcon Malcolm Dragon crossover would be? It'd yeah, be it'd be pretty dope. As cool as the Amazing Joy Buzzards? Probably better. I never read that, and I read Murder Falcon. So. You, were, no, you, you read it. It was an issue of Savage Dragon. <laughs> oh, that one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Listen. But the one shots are awesome. Murder Falcon, way better. Check it out. So here's my plot. I even got it. As I was reading Murder Falcon, I thought about it. So Murder Falcon is powered by metal, right? Yes. So, by heavy metal? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Metal power. similar like, to me. Like lead and boron. <laughs> Just like you, Craig. Just like you. You know how you had no beard before the metal started playing, and now you're all beard? Yes. Kind of like a Cousin It character? Yep, that's it. So, basically, uh, like, Murder Falcon and Malcolm are fighting giant monsters and giant demonoids, right? Like, they've paired up, they're working together, and fucking Murder Falcon himself gets, like, knocked the fuck out or whatever. He's like, oh, no, but, like, he, like, I don't know, used some kind of mystical metal rock talisman, throws it around Malcolm's neck, and the fucking band powers Malcolm with heavy metal to give him, like, the extra juice to get out there and beat some giant monster ass. Just something like that. I'm going to one-up you on that. Go for it. I want it. Malcolm sees Murder Falcon, mistakes him for Powerhouse. Ooh, that's good. Fucks him up and then realizes it's not. That's and good. I have nothing else. That's all I have. That's good as shit, dude. You know, that is actually this conversation makes me sad because Murder Falcon ended. It hasn't ended yet. Oh, it's not hearts. out yet. It's out, but I haven't read it, so it's oh. still going. <laughs> What's the name <laughs> of the artist of, of Murder Falcon? Who's oh. it? He's I amazing. got it right here. We don't have to wonder. It is Daniel. You like that thinking noise? Daniel Warren. Exactly. It's Daniel Warren Johnson. Both the artist and uh, creator yep. and writer. Also creator so of one of my favorite series, Extremity. Yeah, Jim, you, we talked about that. I like that book, too. Oh, good. Rumble. Do, like, I'm glad you are. I don't think he did Rumble. No. Oh. All right. What what the fuck ever, guys? Rumble is good too. Rumble would be a good that artist is amazing. With. Yeah, cross that, Malcolm over with Rumble. Yeah, that's um, that Scarecrow guy. I'm just saying. So okay, so along follow this path, if you will. I think this is way more exciting any day of the week. What new IP do you want to see Malcolm? Obviously, it'd be cool if Malcolm met Superman or fucking Batman or whatever else. But Ooh. what? fresh new character do you want him to hook up with not so much a character but like like if jeff lamar like used malcolm like through his uh black hammer like lens i don't know if either of you explain guys that for the listeners oh, and me <laughs> How do I, black hammer is kind of like an examination of like superheroes as like a meta concept with like uh, reality revisions and stuff it's kind of like supreme in some ways 
Okay. Because the, the general gist is there was there was a group of superheroes. They basically fought a uh, a, uh, a dark side type villain, and the only way to save the world was to remove all of them from reality. And so they went to live on a farm, like in a pocket dimension. Oh boy. Yeah. Pocket it, dimension. Yeah, it's really good. It's, it's like getting real comic book bullshit trademark. Yeah, it, it wins awards. It's, I'm, it's I'm joking. I'm one joking. Of the I'm best joking. new comics of the last few years. I'm, I, I'm joking. I'm joking. It's doing a crossover with the JLA soon, so it's starting to expand out into other like crossover areas, and I think you know it could handle Savage Dragon. Sweet. Yeah. I mean, that sounds awesome. Actually, I was I joking. Don't know if I described it very well. No, you did a good enough job. That sounds cool. As long as anything heroy is going to play well. I just think, like, fresh is good. Fresh is a good way to take it. Black Hammer is fresh. It's one of the biggest new IPs of the last, like, three years. Fucking A. Cross Malcolm over with that shit. I'm trying to think what else. See, that's the problem. There isn't enough traditional superhero that's new right now. That's what I'm struggling with, like, new superhero comics. when 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 you're scraping the barrel for, like, Murder Falcon and Rumble... For anything remotely <laughs> remotely tonally similar. Well, okay, I got this. Here's a different take on this question. And I know we're spending a lot of time on this question, dear listeners, but Sorry. it's only because it's only because we find it interesting. Plus, we got some real thin questions after this one. They'll they'll fly by, so I promise you it balances out, dear listener. I promise you. However, I'm just saying that um if you were to Ooh, I lost my train of thought bad, bros. <laughs> <laughs> Can I just say one thing though? Yeah, Isn't it crazy in. in an age where like Avengers Endgame makes billions of dollars that there's not much new superhero comic blood in the game? It's not, and I'll tell you why. Here we go. Here we go. That nope. It's real easy. It's real short. I'll keep it short and concise. Avengers is the reason there's not new comic IP for heroes. People don't want to read. People don't want to read all that new shit. They want. They want Batman. Ah, it's bullshit. Sorry, I, I mean, think he's right. It. Right now, Aven- it. <laughs> to a lot of people, the Avengers is new. Yeah, bingo. The there Avengers is is the new hot thing. They 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 don't have the history context to for them getting into Avengers by itself is enough to satisfy them. They don't need anything new yet. They, Absolutely. Yeah, and that's it. Yeah, that's it. By the way, my train of thought, real quick, I won't say a big thing, but Malcolm and Maxine do a ton of slice of life stuff, if you actually think about it. Yep. So, Malcolm and Maxine, you could do more slice of life stuff than you could with, say, regular Dragon. So, in that way, you could have him have a crossover with a more, uh, less, a less action-y thing. Like, say, Snot Girl or something like that. Archie. I mean, it would work. Archie versus Punisher. <laughs> I mean, it would work. Riverdale, a Riverdale style scenario where like, you know, Jughead's like, you know, getting hit on by Maxine or some shit like that. I don't know. You figure it out, but <laughs> nah, dude, I think, yeah, something like that could work. Exorcisters, the image prints. I read that. That was fucking great. Like that's a brand new thing that works. That would work great with Malcolm. Like, you know, demons again, demons from hell. They literally fight demons from hell. So. All that shit would work really good. All right. So what else we got? Rob Messick. By the way, thank you, Matthew Peter Murphy. Thank you very much. We got a a great name, guys. Matthew Peter Murphy. I think so. You got Uh, like, isn't that like three first names? 
I mean, I think Maybe Rob Murphy's not. I don't know. I like Rob Messick better. Yeah. No, I'm, yeah. Kidding. I'm joking. I'm just joking. We're not going to rate your names, guys. Rob Messick says, I would love to see Hillary Barta's dragon story that was going to be in Stupid Number 2. Does anyone know if he finished it? So, this is a little bit of a research question, and we did try to research it as much as we could. We Googled it. We did. We did a little more than that. We did a little more than that. I, I banged some drums. I pulled some strings, but just nothing happened. <laughs> the answer that we could find was no. According to like what we found, we looked at like his Patreon. We looked at his Facebook. We looked at like Google. We tried to find anything like sales info through Amazon, anything that we could. Apparently, no. There's no real trace or info or even inkling or drop or drip that he is He did one issue and he was out. Right. So this is what I discovered is that Stupid was a comic that came out in 1993. It was a published by Image. I believe. I remember when it came out. Yeah. So Stupid number one came out and then they solicited a Stupid number two that never materialized. So I guess there was supposed to be a dragon story in that because I think number one had a spawn story. Yes. If you remember Violator and Spawn drawn in a very cartoony style and they were on the cover and, uh, Violator had the heart shaped box and Spawn's like, you shouldn't have because Violator had recently ripped Spawn's heart out. So that's what the gag was there. Yep. You probably have seen Stupid number one. Stupid number two doesn't exist. We couldn't find any trace of it. We looked anywhere. No trace. So far as we know, the answer is no. But uh, Hillary Barda does have an active Patreon. It's currently going. So, if you were on that. Daring you, enough. Yeah. Brave su- enough. <laughs> if you suggested to him that you would like to see some stuff like that, I bet he would do it. I bet. so. Or at least answer some, your questions. Something, something to think about. Comic Book Creator Magazine number 17, released about a year ago, features the cover art for the never-published Stupid number 2, is what I'm seeing now. That's an interesting piece of news. Was a cover show? Does it show the cover? Uh, no, I don't know. You have to buy Comic Book Creator 17 from Two Morrows. Oh. Oh, that's actually interesting. 17? Yes. Because I buy Two Morrows magazines sometimes. Uh, what what was the issue called? It, it, what's what are you is talking it, about? What, said, what, what issue? Is it back issue? You went, it, no, it, no. <laughs> <laughs> what's Com- the magazine? Book cre- comic book creator. Comic book creator. Oh, here it is. Yeah. Uh, and if you go to tomorrow's, you can see a free preview of it. You said sixteen. Nope. What did 17. you say? 17. I said 17. All right, all right, hold on. Uh, uh, uh. Getting there. Yep, yep, yep. You can see the free preview, but I don't see the cover in there, so you probably have to buy the issue and don't be a cheapskate, listeners. <laughs> Dear listeners, please don't fuck Rich. <laughs> don't like, fuck Rich, listeners. I like how Jim is quiet right now because he's going through yeah this is this is riveting uh podcasting i know dude <laughs> right. this is what people tune in for <laughs> uh i can buy a digital copy for five dollars i may do that just to sate my curiosity all right when you so, say yours please say it ours too i would like to know no you have to pay four dollars son of a biscuit eater all right all right so we got one more just real quick question coming two in more. from two more there's a there's a d i'll take care of okay 
Uh, Matt, Hick- Matt, Hick- Matt Hickman wrote to uh, Matt us. Hick- Matt Hick. <laughs> Matt Hick. <laughs> Matt Hickman wrote asking, uh, the old Dragon cartoon, Threat or Menace? And I have to menace. say, it is definitely a menace because it is not available and it's frustrating to all because it's not available to watch. I've never watched it, so I'm going to say simply I'll downgrade that to yellow. I've seen it, and it's goofy as all fuck. But it's let's, great because it's a cartoon, and I would have ate it up as light, a kid. Let's trip the light fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> all right. The best thing about that comic is the intro. I mean, the cartoon is the intro. Makes sense. Which you could probably see on YouTube. But then you'd be stealing. We stole the best parts of it. It's fine. It's fine. They heard it at the beginning of this uh, very podcast. Yeah. Um, blasting right along. We're going to speed it up. Get this last one taken care of. Thank you very much, uh, Rick Meese, for sending us a fantastic Rick piece Meese, of... Rick the Weekly Top 40. <laughs> we got Rick Meese. Oh, that's Rick D's. Sorry. Rick D's. Oh, my God, dude. I haven't thought about that shit in years. Yeah. What do you think about these nuts? Ooh, I had it coming. Really, I did. I asked for it. Um, Rick Meese, guys, he wrote us a really lovely, awesome letter. Rick, I'm sorry. We got a kind of a jam-packed show, so we got to, like, uh, trunicate it a good bit. I'm going to cut right Did to the meat. you just say trunicate? You like that? What's yeah. That trunicate? Pretty, pretty good. <laughs> Thanks, bro. Appreciate it. I got, I'm real good at words and stuff. I don't know if you knew that about me, but I can word the shit out of a sentence. I words them up like crazy. <laughs> So I'm good at words and stuff. No, I said I words them up. No, I'm saying I'm good at words and stuff. Don't put words in my mouth. I don't believe you, D's nuts. But uh, real quick, Rick says, uh, the meat and potatoes, basically, he says, uh, have you been checking out Ed Pisker's X-Men Grand Design books? I'm in love with them, eagerly anticipating the final two books in the next month or so. I imagine Raven being a Pittsburgh resident has run into me at least once before. I haven't, but finally, after years of living here, met Tom Scholey in Erie. Go figure. He lives here. I met him in Erie. What the fuck ever. But at any rate, I've seen that he's had signings at the Phantom of the Attic shop in Oakland. Back in my short time living in the pit, that was my comic shop, I remember walking in for the first time in early 2001, seeing a Kirby head sketch of Reed Richards, instantly knowing I was in the right place. Uh, I've attached a pic of frame dragon head sketch by the awesome Roland Paris. I know the fin's not right, but it was a quickie, along with the old Phantom of the Attic's Kirby Bucks. I think Eric would approve of that style of greenback. Thank you, guys. I rambled on along. We trunicated it. It's all good. Ramble you're, very con- you're very concise. We chopped it down. So feel free to use as much or as little as you deem worthy. We did. And thank you for putting on such an enjoyable podcast for the single greatest ongoing comic book of all time, Fin Addict for Life, Rick Meese. My thoughts on that real quick. Thank you, Rick, for writing. We will try to get the image that he sent in for you guys to check out Roland Savage Dragon and that Phantom of the Attic Kirby Buck so that you could see him. Was there like music in the background right there? Did I nope, just that, hear that? A passing train. Oh. So, yeah, there you go. <laughs> I thought we were actually like becoming a good podcast and could like put music into things and stuff. We like could. That. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's a cool picture. I think it has a good look. Phantom of the Attic, never shopped there. 
my home store is New Dimension. But wait, wait, wait. You live in Pittsburgh. You've never been to like all of the comic shops in Pittsburgh? I went to Eads, which is the one that you didn't get to go to. <laughs> Sucker. And <laughs> I've been to many New Dimension locations. But nah, Phantom of the Attic somehow, it's in Oakland, and Oakland I don't have to go to unless, weird thing about Pittsburgh, it's bust up in all these little boroughs, and like people don't get out of the boroughs that they don't need to go to. So like I never go to Oakland. I've, I've fucking been there twice in six years. So yeah. I gotta get back to Pittsburgh. That's a freaking great city you live in. Yeah, bro. Have you ever Next. heard that phrase before? I gotta get back to Pittsburgh. You know, back. everybody, like, poops on Pittsburgh. Like, I guess partly because Philadelphia people and Pittsburgh people don't like each other because of sports and stuff. <laughs> but but uh, everyone's kind of like, you know, when I was like, oh, I'm going to Pittsburgh. Like, why are you going to Pittsburgh? And it's like, it's a freaking great city. Jim, if you haven't been there, you'd, you'd love it. It's good. I've never it's walkable. Been. It's fucking, it's a nice city. It's pretty clean. It smells bad. You don't need to sell me on it. <laughs> Smells bad, but it's pretty dope. Why? Yeah. Why do you think it smells? I didn't notice it smelling bad. Yeah, but then again, I live in Philly, so if you Cold live town, here, it smells, it smells bad. right. It's no, not there's... no longer. Really. Nah, none of that stuff. It just stinks like sewage. Steel is not coal. <laughs> yeah, yeah, coal or I mean steel. Yeah, it's a steel city. I don't know. It stinks. I don't know why. Anyway, no one listening gives a shit about that. Thank yeah, you yeah, very right. much. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> Greg, I believe you Jesus. got a special treat. Wait, hold up. Thanks, everyone. Thanks, Matt, Rob, Matthew, Rick. Thank you all for writing. Listeners, please, if you have more letters, Jim, tell them what they can do. Oh, yes. You can always email us at <laughs> savagefincast at gmail.com. You leave a comment on our uh, on our website, savagefincast.com, on the episode in question you want to talk about. Um, sometimes we're on Facebook, usually in the Savage Dragon uh, fan page or the uh, Eric Larson slash Savage Dragon fan page. Leo, you know, you comment there as well. Yep. Please. Absolutely. We'd love to hear from you. Yeah. Yeah. We need to fill the time. We need something. <laughs> no. Please, we're, please participate. We're make good. us we like make us feel loved. <laughs> now you're begging, dude. Now you haven't even seen me start begging yet. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You guys want to get into this? Top ten list. I uh, do it. Give threw it to together me. with some scotch tape and super glue. For some insider baseball, dear listeners, our expectations are sky high. Yep, you got to do Craig, better than me. Craig worked on this for forty minutes. All right, top ten Savage Dragon backups in continuity. So has to be in continuity doesn't matter who did it where it was it's got to be a backup in the regular issues and here we go number 10 mm-hmm. issue 208 brute force mm-hmm. so that was uh our good buddy mark welser but uh also gavin higginbotham wrote it and it was a return to the pages of savage dragon the the team that we all know and love brute force Everyone loves Bubble uh, Boy. Everybody yeah. loves Bubble Boy. Uh, great little backup. Mark is amazing at capturing the artistic style of Larson. You know, there's just some guys that just know how to do it. And, and Mark really, you know, that, that, I chose that backup because A, it just makes me want more f- to see more from him in Savage Dragon. Mm-hmm. 
Um, there's just certain artists that do backups in Dragon that you know it's always a joy to see. So I would love to see him do a few more, and I'm actively uh, uh, lobbying for that. But uh, we also saw Bulkhead, which is kind of a cool little character who showed up, I think, in the second volume of Freak Force, but he was also in the cartoon, and I think he started in the cartoon first, so one of the few characters that started off in the Savage Dragon cartoon. So I love that Mark and, and Gavin chose to use him. Was he the one that talked like this? <laughs> that was him, right? I don't know. Isn't that like all of like the, the big muscle guys talk like that? I think it was. I think that was barbaric. Okay. No. Um, number nine, because he's my boy and I have to, issue 225, Angel Murphy and Throwdown <gasps> by Raven Perez. Ooh. Mostly because we got to see titties for the first time in a backup, but no. <laughs> I just thought you did a killer job. It was pretty awesome to see our boy in the pages of Savage Dragon and you just knocked it out of the park. So thank you. Angel Murphy throwdown is number nine. Thank you. Number eight issue one twenty three. chicken, the powerhouse origin. (laughs) Now I felt like this was a long time coming. I mean, I don't know some of you guys out there might've not, you know, read Savage Dragon that far back, but back then we didn't know who powerhouse was. And, uh, to finally get that little tidbit of oh, it's this little fucking guy, Denny, was uh, was kind of a, a surprise, and to see that that uh, powerhouse was the sun god Ra, like I don't know if he was like what is he like the sun or something like that or a relative, sun. yep, descendant, yeah. descendant, yeah, that was pretty cool, um, and that was uh, a Frank Fosco uh, masterpiece as well. Uh, Number seven, issue one ninety six, Neutron Bob by Scott James, which was a great little ditty. And that um, my favorite thing about Neutron Bob's character is that his mom exists in the universe, mm, yep. and his mom is freaking blue, just like him, and she kicks ass, and she's like just there to protect her son, just freaking cool. I don't know. It's just like, it's a cool thing. You you don't really see much in comics or anything like that. Like, you know, I don't, I don't know. It's just, it's just a fun little ditty. And that one, we kind of think you, you look at the back cover and it shows like her, I think it was a bloody hand or something. And neutron Bob's like, no, you know, and you think that his mom's going to get it. And really she just took out a bunch of vicious circle guys and her hands are bloody because of it. Um, Issue number six, issue 190, which is one of my all-time faves. But there, there's just so many good backups that it was hard to put this list together. But 190 is the Monster Squad backup with Powerhouse and Fever yeah, and yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, what's it, Flash Mercury. Man, that is such a kick-ass backup. I mean, that had everything I wanted. I remember we talked about that and we were like, man, we hope this lasts forever. You know, like, how cool. If this was 1996 again, it would have been awesome to see like a spinoff comic. Basically, you know, and that ties in with this issue that we're talking about now. We're going to be talking about in this episode. But, you know, the three of those guys basically just hunting down monsters for uh, bounty, which was was pretty freaking cool and more uh, awesome Frank Fosco art who really channeled Jack Kirby when like fever bites that guy and he hallucinates. 
And I remember at the time, like, the cool thing about that, just to add, I don't want to derail your list. No, I want you guys to add in anything you want to add. But I just want to say the cool thing was is that like with Savage Dragon backups, like you don't always know what's continuity or not. Like in, right. in t- until later on you find out it was sometimes. And uh, when that first happened, we were like, oh, man, it's so cool. Oh, I really hope that's like we see more and that continues. And the cool thing about it was is that it did. Like it totally right. – it was totally what happened. Yeah, they did another backup in 210. And then, of course, we've got 240 – the the, the – story now that we're going to be talking about in 244 so yep yep um but yeah awesome uh so number five halfway there i gotta go with issue 115 uh which had the giant freak force backup and backup's kind of a weird word for it because it was like half the issue you know 115 <laughs> was like a double size issue it was like two comics in one mm-hmm. and that's the one where like Freak Force comes back in the Savage World and they're not the same characters and like Rapture's all fat and, you know, uh, Mighty Man's kind of evil and, you know, just, it was a crazy thing. Augie DeBleek shows up to bring the team together and it just does not go right. And that's got incredible art by, uh, Mark Englert, um, which was great. I actually own a few of the pages from that, that series and it's fucking amazing to look at. Mark's another um, one of those guys that can really nail that Larson style. Yeah, and actually in that in that issue, he went with a different style. Hmm. If you look at 115 and you look at that that issue, he changed it up a little bit. And uh, he carried that change up in his style to uh, the the God War series, if you, uh, if you guys remember that. Sweet. You, you guys, yeah, so um, – it's definitely a little different than his Mighty Man uh, serial that he did. But uh, going on to number four on my list, issue 175, Harold and Linda. Do you guys remember that one? Harold and Linda. Uh, Do you remember? Was that the one where Think. he blows the world up? Nope. Oh, shit, Jim. No, it, it was a guess? reprint. Jim, you got to get Hold on, hold on. What, which one was it? Harold and issue Linda. Issue 175, Harold and Linda. It was a reprint. From uh, it appearing somewhere else, but it's in continuity. That's the hint. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One seventy-five, so, which would have been Dragon in Space. We can hear you googling. By the way, I'm not googling. I'm, <laughs> that's my brain uh, smoking <laughs> and overheating. Um, All right, I'll tell you because I don't no, think no, I'll no, get it. No, yeah? no, Go no, ahead. no, 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 no. It's um. Is it a reprint from somewhere else? Yes. All right, I give up. So it's a reprint from McSweeney's. Did you guys get the McSweeney's McSweeney's giant newspaper? Absolutely not. Awesome. I have that. It's great. It's like, so McSweeney's is a magazine that comes out and always comes out in a different format every issue. And so they chose a Sunday's funny format. So it's a full like newspaper size thing. And Larson contributed a story and it's uh, Harold and Linda. Harold is actually... Uh, Braino's name. So Braino's a vicious circle guy with like the, the water, like his, he's got the brain floating. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. This was good. And Linda's his like girlfriend or whatever. And, you know, he's having like a discussion with her throughout and you're getting to know Braino because you've seen Braino for 
you know, here and there for 200 issues or whatever, 175 issues, and you never knew anything about them. So you get a little bit of background, you know, and by the end of it, though, a piece of debris flies through and and just goes right through his brain and kills him. (laughs) But it's pretty funny. The the cool thing, like, so it was reprinted in in, uh, 175, but if you, the, the McSweeney's issue where it's a full newspaper, the whole comic fills it up and there's this huge splash with the foreshortening of like Savage Dragon like punching or something and it's like on a full newspaper. It's pretty amazing. But it was cool that, that Eric actually reprinted it for 175 in a normal format. So anyway, all you heads did that, out there. How much did that run you? I don't know. It wasn't that much. I want to say like, I don't know, not more than like 15 bucks or something. Oh, jeez. I'm getting in weird. I'm getting in that like where I've got everything. I'm all caught up. I'm getting in that territory where I like just want to snap up little whatevers. That yeah. sounds great, dude. Tell yeah, them no, the little whatevers cool. you grabbed. Um, no, not all even. right. So, never mind. <laughs> what, what did you say, <laughs> Raven? You got a little, some little whatevers today. I did get some little whatevers. I just don't want to bust that out into the top ten. But I did get Savage Dragon Bert, Full Frontal Nerdity, and I also picked up. Wizard half Savage Dragon. Yeah, I looked that up. I think it was in 125 that it was reprinted, or 150. Was that one of your backups? No. <laughs> okay. All right. It wasn't that good. It was Sorry. all right. As you were. As you all were. Right, all right. Number, number four. Th- number three. Yep. That was four. Oh. Number three. When, Clay- when Titans clash. I was going to say when Clayton's tash. <laughs> this one was like at the top of my list forever. I don't know if you remember this one, but this was Zeke at the Rock House Diner. Yeah. And it was basically Eric's Hulk versus thing. So it was Rock versus Zeke. Drawn mm-hmm. by Frank Fosco. Amazing, nice. amazing backup. Basically, Zeke's kind of like the dumb Hulk guy, and he's eating at uh, the Rock House Diner, and he just walks out without paying because he's just dumb and he doesn't realize it. And Rock's basically like, hell no. Like, you know, Vicious Circle, he mistakes Zeke for a Vicious Circle guy. And he's like, no, you're not going to do this to me. I'm going to make you pay. And so they end up having a big brawl. And then I think Widow comes out and is like, oh, you know, Zeke's just basically a giant child. And, you know, he (laughs) ends up washing dishes at the end. But uh, great, great backup. The art is superb. The fight scene's awesome. The characterization's awesome. So, this leads us to the last two, which I'm going to combine. It's almost Ooh. like a two-in-one. And I think you guys probably know what I'm going to pick. Hold on, Jim, do you? I don't. Do what? Know the backup. To what? A two-in-one. So, my last two are basically kind of a two-in-one thing. Okay. I have no idea. Like, what the hell could it be? Oh, it's probably, um... Uh oh, here it comes. Is it the Mighty Man? No. Okay. Alright, lay it on us. Alright, I gotta go with the Vanguard serials. The two that Fosco yeah. did. Oh, so both. number okay. two would be the 197 to 202 serial, where kind of Vanguard went back to his home world and the Krylons were all kind of destroyed there. That was awesome. Yeah, but I, I gotta pick, before that was uh, the original serial and. I just screwed up on my notes, but it was around like one, I think 172 to 184, which was the beginning of the Tyranian invasion on Earth, and right. they kind of 
dupe, it was like going on at the same time where Vanguard's whole job was to prevent the Tyranian invasion of Earth. <laughs> so he was up in his satellite and, uh, there was so many cool things about it. Like you got to see Ethrian, Modem and Amok, Vanguard sister, a lot of like characters that were in the original Vanguard series, mm-hmm. uh, you know, comic, uh, dragon made an appearance, Roxanne, the power glove, the amount of covers we got from Fosco that were freaking amazing. I think this is the one time that I was really just as excited to read the serial as I was to read the main story of Savage Dragon. And even at times, some issues, I thought the backup was even better than what was happening on the main issue. Um, so I got to go with those, the, the Vanguard by Frank Fosco. And I, was it Gary, did Gary write them too? Gary Carlson? I think so. Because yeah. all I remember the writing on that one was spe- the one where they go to the uh, planet and find all the Krillians dead was especially good. Just like yeah. talking about, like, when you do writing for comics, you really want the writing, if you're going to have narration boxes, to enhance and augment the art. So, you know, Frank did a really good job of drawing all these empty, like, spaceship. But then, like, you know, Gary's writing just really set the mood where it's like, oh, yeah. you know, empty chambers, echo, you know, echoes to the cavernous. And it just really helped sell, like, this. Well, that and for long-term fan, long-time fans, there was just a lot of fan service, like, bringing back characters we hadn't seen in years. Uh, the art, just the inks on this with, like, the dark space kind of issues. The, the dark darks were awesome, like, the, the real heavy inking was amazing um it was just fun it was good and you know i remember being like man i want to see more of this vanguard kind of guardians of the galaxy team when they were like the end of the first serial when they were like heading to space to go back to calyptus mm-hmm. and it's like vanguard and roxanne and amok and modem and the other member of uh was it Baracus or whatever the other calyptan guy yeah, yeah, I don't know. It was like, man, this is a cool team. I I would pay to read some more adventures of these guys. So that definitely steals it. I'm looking through this list. I see a lot of it is Fosco, and I really enjoy it and glad that he steps up and, and helps Eric out with these. Yeah. Um, but a lot of other cool guys. It's a lot of our community guys, you know, like Scott James and Mark Welser and you, Raven. And, Thank you. You know, it's just that's what makes this this comic fun. You know, there's a lot of fans that are also contributing to the book. Um, quick, real quick, two things. Honorable mention. I got to go with the Mighty Man serial from 109 to 118, which was Mark Englert, um, mm-hmm. which is also awesome. And they made that into a one shot. I wish they would do the same with the Vanguard, but I can understand. I guess, you know, times are tough these days in the market. But And then my second honorable mention is Chris Burnham, the issue 200 with Angel and Glum. Oh, yeah. Uh, just because he's such a top-notch artist, to, to get someone of his caliber to do a backup is pretty amazing. And he volunteered, if you recall, just came and said, hey, I want to do a backup. Right, right. So, sorry, this is not as fun a list as uh, Jim's was last episode, but I definitely, wanted, I definitely wanted to do a, a, my favorite backups. Your mileage may vary. You may disagree. There may be ones that we totally, I totally skipped over that should be on this. Yeah, list. you did. Did did the Mighty Man backup not rank? Remember that like ten or twelve part series it ran. 
Raven, what do you think? Was that an honorable mention? Didn't you? Just yeah, give, yeah, I was going to say you just gave it an honorable mention, oh, I right? I blanked on it. Sorry. Yeah. Okay, I was like, "Are you fucking with me?" <laughs> <laughs> you just said that, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, I just I just gave an honorable mention. I uh, it was hard because I had to limit it to ten. I had about fifteen on my list, and I had to pare it down. I don't think you so, ranked any of the uh, issue one hundred backups either. No, I didn't. Um. Again, I had to just figure it out, and these are the ones I went with. I looked at them, and I still thought these were stronger. Top I 10 think lists. with the 100, I don't know. I felt maybe because I, Larson wrote most of them, I, maybe I wanted to go the other direction. I don't know. Top Jim's 10 list, top though. one backup, The Fly. <laughs> I, I had that in my list, and I cut it. I'm surprised. I thought it was a fun backup, but I still I, – I just – it was a cool experiment, but – for my backups, I just kind of like, kind of more, I don't know. I, it was a little too experimenty for me. Gotcha. Well, this this is your list though, and that's what the top. Well, that's all right. About. It, it, yeah. And I would love to hear listeners. You know, like I said, I know you guys have your favorites, and I know you know everyone's got their own tastes and stuff. And there's plenty of backups I totally glossed over. Uh, I thought about the last one we talked about, that last Mighty Man. Uh, Super Patriot backup, which is amazing. I Very forget good. the artist's name. Uh, that was in the last issue, but there's a ton out there, and I totally like I, I, picking ten out of how many backups have been, you know, drawn. I mean, have twenty six years of backups. Yeah. So let me know. You know, yell at me, give it to me for missing your favorite one. But I want to hear from you. Yeah, give us your take. Uh, you know, if you got a whole list in you, cool. If you just want like one backup that like is burning yeah, in your mind, like, you idiot! I can't there. believe you forgot this one. This is yeah. the best. Put it out there. Yeah, we, savagefincast at gmail dot com. That's what we want to hear. So cool. Show Thank me you. Your passion. And I'm uh, again going to give you a little kudos, Craig, just because like me and Jim, we just went off the dome. Yours was highly researched. So. Hey, I was not highly researched. Yeah, Jim's did you? A little more. Yeah, <laughs> I checked to make sure all those deaths happened. <laughs> <laughs> I just made my shit up. I just, I just said my feelings. So, <laughs> well, I'm just a tryhard. <laughs> so you guys did good, and I suppose I'll be up next. Unless, by the way, this is open to you listeners. If one of you wants to step up, contribute a top ten, we'll read it in full. Or the top entire five, top five or top three or top right. 100. No top 100, please. <laughs> Satyrus Gravis. <laughs> top 100. Don't do it. Don't do it. Top 244 issues of Savage Dragon. <laughs> hey, guys. Number number one, 244. <laughs> hey, guys. What? Hmm. Should we get into it? Yeah. I think we should. This is an issue. Oh, boy, oh, boy. Of oh Savage joy. Dragon. It's a great issue. Uh, yeah. I have a lot of thoughts about it. Lay it on us, Big Daddy. Well, we've got to get to it first. Oh, okay. The thoughts will come later when events occur. So this was a pretty <laughs> fun cover right off the bat. Oh, yeah. Um, get, get Malcolm getting his ass smashed into a Savage Dragon pinball machine. I, By uh, fandom's favorite fighting foul. <laughs> the House of Power powerhouse um i love that savage dragon has leaned into the fact that dragon is fame world famous 
So of course there would be a Savage Dragon pinball. And actually, I mean, that comes up further in this issue. Yeah. World famous. So, and my God, okay, the cover is knockout, right? The cover is amazing. But how about even the damn title page here? Uh, yeah. I'll, I'll be honest, Eric... Uh, sh- showed this one without any like lettering or or bubbles. Mm-hmm. I you could see more of Powerhouse's hand extended. I I prefer it that way. I think covering it up was a mistake. I don't Not know, me. man. Not I me. Know. I'm the, into the it. letters. I, I'm super into it. Uh, yeah. I love I love the an instant image uh, comics classic. Uh, I love the team you can trust. Another outstanding artistic achievement in contemporary pictorial literature. Yes, exactly. I love it. This dude. is it, the big one. This is Yay! where the ride ends. It's good, dude. It builds up so good. And that's a great fucking powerhouse picture. Just the anatomy and the foreshortening and oh, it's so good, dude. So good. <laughs> He's squatting. He is fandom's favorite fighting foul. Who, who, who's better? I love him, French Fryhead. The so one from Family Guy. Horseshit. Uh, Might be more iconic. Disagree. In the Strong. culture, dude. I love produced by Eric. You know, blah blah. And that is the team you can trust. <laughs> <laughs> so good, dude. Yeah. This is where the ride ends. And then you get that like amazing splash, and oh, then oh yeah. Boom! I wanted to soak up some of these details, dude. The little crow coming down the steps, uh, like right under the dude's finger, like yep. pinky finger. So good. <laughs> <laughs> like a werewolf in a cage. A spider, some rats, skulls. This this is a motorcycle or a moped. Yeah, moped with his muffler removed. <laughs> I I love that this is a type of splash we haven't seen since the days of Jack Kirby. I feel like well, you're kidding, that. right? We get splashes like this every other month. No, Savage Dragon, like, uh, yeah, but just the amount of monsters and shit like that. You could so even say so... it's a some kind of monster society of evil. <laughs> Yeah, there's a little Dr. Savannah-ish yeah. kind of thing going on, right? Yeah. Look at the stars. He's getting punched and there's stars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I love, love the it. monster with the weird, like, Kirby eyes on the all the way in the bottom corner. <laughs> right. Yep. Yeah. There's some and, fish and, thing in an aquarium, something in a cage. Well, that's what's so great is, like, everywhere you look, there's some other little thing, like, just creeping around or crawling, like... Like the little dude, look above the RAM, the WRA. Look the little yeah. dude, just this little butt crack between the R and the A. He's clearly <laughs> like climbing the ceiling. Like that's just fantastic. Kirby dude. dots. Everywhere. Some Kirby dots. Snake dot that's underneath that purple guy's like neck. What is that? Something coming over that little like wall. But, like, even that guy, let's talk about that guy, like his stitched up legs and like kudos to like Nikos, like. For the coloring on that dude, like, you know, going every little chunk of this guy has a different hue. Right. So good, man. Yes. It's fucking this is great. a great, great splash. Yep. Eric needs to give this to me. <laughs> it screams poster. I mean, my God, dude. I would have this shit on my wall in a heartbeat. It's fantastic. 
Excellent, excellent. And so, then we get... So yep. with our second page, we begin to notice a pattern. Right. This issue is another experimental issue. Love it. Where every double page is a not a not a double page spread, but is a is a horizontal mm-hmm. comic layout for every double page. Yeah, it's a full double page spread, basically, right? Uh, I mean, I, not I, a splash, I, but a I'd spread. call it a double page layout. Yeah. Doesn't it kind of have almost like a? Um, he does a lot of frames around panels to help draw your eye to where the sequence is. Yep. Yeah, I feel like this took off from that issue he did where he gave tribute to uh, Watterson with. Yeah. The Very kids. much so. Where that and was every so other every other double page. Yeah, and so he's doing like the blue kind of panels and the circular panels or whatever the colored panels, like in a way, which yeah. is fun. It's, it's yeah. really cool. I love it. I love the look of this issue. Um, I do also want to say for the sock debacle, uh, we we see clearly shoes taken off at the front door. Yep, yep. <laughs> so, <laughs> Walden. Wait, 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 listener. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. In here. oh, yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, context. Absolutely. No more insider baseball. Uh, listeners, last time we looked at an issue of Savage Dragon, uh, we were very confused because we're morons that uh, everyone <laughs> seemed to be wearing some kind of white medical sleeve around their foot. It turns out that those are shoes and almost everyone in the entire planet but us apparently takes their shoes off. Which, no, no, it's ridiculous because I take socks. my shoes off. I mean, no, I, it, my confu- I thought they were wearing booties because there was gore on the floor. Makes no sense to take your shoes off when there's gore on the floor. I mean, if you want to keep your shoes nice, I guess. Then your shoes gonna, cost more than socks. Then the blood's just going to soak through your socks. You just take them off. I'm just an idiot because my wife's Chinese and we take our shoes off and I wear socks in the house and I didn't pick up on it at all. So how stupid am I? You're the worst. Don't answer Pretty that. stupid. <laughs> You're the worst of us all. I, I, I would. It would have made perfect sense if there wasn't a dead monster in the room. Is all I'm saying. I'm okay with it. I think like I think it, it makes fine. sense right now. There's no there's dead monster a, around. If there was a giant heap of monster cock guts all in the floor, I would want to not ruin my shoes, which cost more. I would rather ruin my socks, which cost less. I'll throw some socks away in a minute. You can't just go get new shoes. Just saying. But it's there. The visual clue is there. That's mm-hmm. all I'm saying. <laughs> so for the listeners, sorry. That's what we were talking about. But uh, I think this exchange with Malcolm and Maxine is good. Yep. I, I like very much their back and forth. Carrying on for where the last issue left off. Yeah, we see that she was not super duper into what happened. But she also seems to swing hard fast when she sees Walden Wang. She's like, okay, real quick. So... I think and I guess Walden Wang's not too upset about his house getting destroyed. No, he seems pretty thrilled about it, really. <laughs> yeah, really. Yeah. I mean, you got to imagine a guy like that's got insurance, right? Yeah, he's got <laughs> money. He's got houses. Don't worry ba- about it. Baby insurance. <laughs> sure, he almost crushed my daughter to death, but yeah, it worked out. I do think it's hilarious that he's green hair. Uh, I love it. I don't El- know. Elf. I love it. I, I think it's just it's his whole unique look, like. And he really leans into it with his green jeans and his oh, little yeah. green vest. His pointy yeah. ears. So, yeah. Walden's got an idea, though. No more TV. He's going bigger than that. 
pay-per-view. It's actually kind of a genius idea if you think about it, right? Oh, uh, here we go. Uh-oh. Oh, I right, hear so, a hot take. So what Walden's, uh, per, uh, um, what Walden is, uh, introducing here is the idea of having, like, an ultimate fight between two superhumans. Right. And to charge money for people to watch. What's wrong with that? We literally pay money. I want to remind you. We do. We do. We literally pay money every month to watch superhumans fight. Avengers just made like billions. Uh, so keep going. But Avengers is a movie. This is going to be. watch MMA. He's he's presenting this more as an MMA fight. But here's the thing. When MMA fighters fight, they don't destroy the arena. See, the, the I mis- expect more. So we'll get to it in the end, but they make okay. a, they make a critical mistake here, making this a a a, a prize fight. All where right. they could have went in a separate direction and not have had the issues that they had. I'm listening. I I saw no issues, so I can't wait to hear your issues. That's interesting. Interesting. Doctor Savannah getting dropped off by Power Warehouse at the uh, yeah. <laughs> Dude, I don't School's know why. Public domain. I don't know why, but is he? Oh, yeah. Wait, Savannah is public domain? Like, most of the Captain Marvel stuff is technically public domain. You can use them in your comics all you want. You just can't put them on the cover or call them by name. Huh. I didn't know that. That's uh, why a certain other character turns up later. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, I noticed that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Flash Mercury's uh, line about PayPal changing their terms and conditions. yeah. You can that's, appreciate that, I'm sure. That's fucking hilarious. That is so funny. Like, I don't, it's not really like what the most jokiest joke, but for some reason, it's just him saying it that makes it hilarious. <laughs> Super relatable. Flash Super is still relatable. cool. I like Flash. Jumping right out there. of his little uh, speed racer car. <laughs> right. It's good. And it's funny because if you look at what's happening here, like uh, Powerhouse and Flash. They're kind of like in the role of heroes, even though they're bounty hunters. Yeah, I mean, I mean, they're I mean, they're, they're 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 heroes. I mean, they're fighting bad guys. Yeah, in this uni- off the in, the, in this universe, Powerhouse wasn't a vicious circle goon for long uh-huh. before he got kidnapped by the gods. So, you know, so he, he's not as he's not as bad as he used to be. At least That's I would awesome. say he wasn't. I, I don't. He never really was either, though. Even in the yeah. old universe, he was very conflicted. I mean, he isn't he isn't as overt about his like. Uh, well, that, I guess I'm an idiot. I forgot he actually got recruited by Overlord at one point, didn't he? Or did he get run out of town? Man, my memory's bad. I'm sorry. I was going to. This is the stuff that drives listeners berserk, anyway. Yeah. So we we shouldn't lean into our uh, poor memories for things. But yeah, I get you though. He generally was not uh, like you said, Craig. More he was more uh, morally gray, especially in the, in the Savage World. Yep. Right. But here he's just a straight up hero. I mean, yeah, they're doing it for the money, but I mean, come on. So does Malcolm. He does. Love this layout. Like, I know that, I'm sorry, like, we're going to keep talking about the layout, but like, the way the panels flow, the bo- the varying borders, like the circle panel with Walden, like, this shit is fucking money. Love it. Yes. It's good stuff. So Walden's, Wal- Wal- so Walden's spelling out his pay-per-view plans where he's uh, basically saying he's going to get into a fist fight with Malcolm, reality TV, mm-hmm. and there's going to be a, there's going to be a prize money for the victor. Okay. All right. So. Is this where the problem is? It is. All right. Basically, it, it, because, 
because Powerhouse is morally gray, uh-huh. he's more likely to want it more for his mm. own. Okay, and so when you have a when you have a fight where there's higher stakes because you've got superhumans who could basically, you know, do whatever they want. It's televised. What I'm saying, what I'm trying to get at is they should have went the wrestling route. They should have went kayfabe. They should have staged the fight, determined a winner in advance, and just split the money 50-50 regardless of winners and losers. Just sell it as a money fight. You tell you me. think that he's got an ego and doesn't want to be beat by Malcolm? Yeah, yeah. but it's, if it's wrestling, it's fine. As long as you're doing it for money. Well, he might have an ego. Then, then you, then you, then you, then you have a second match. Then you have your rematch, your rubber match. MMA fighters don't need that though. But MMA fighters can't destroy the arena when they fight or kill people, kill bystanders by mistake. All right, pump your brakes, Purcell. Rip, rip arms off each other, permanently kill each other. Weren't they in an abandoned warehouse? Bingo. And let me just say that previously we just established. Walden Wang rolls to such a degree of success, his own home was obliterated. Right. His castle-like mansion was obliterated, I and get, clearly he's unfazed. What I'm getting at is the ego problem is exacerbated when you have superhuman abilities involved. He's Basically, on TV. He's when, not going to ruin a payday. I disagree. If, if Powerhouse flips out and rips Malcolm's arms off and kills him, there's no f- subsequent fights or rematches. You can't have. Remember, they're in this gang. You got Powerhouse, Flash, Mercury. Right. Please, guys, help me out. What's the chick's name? Venom. Uh, uh, fever. 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 I'm tired of dodging it. It was just escaping my mind. <laughs> you, you got Fever, Flash, and Powerhouse. All right. So Walden's coming at him with a, a business proposition, Jim. Right. And the thing is, is that clearly they're business minded. They're bounty hunters. They're right. they're in right. it for the right. money. Right. So but, when, but but you're gonna have a. A, a blood fight, a, a, a blood sport as your MMA first match. fighters don't kill each other. I'm just saying, like, these people understand the concept of holding there's, back for future paydays. They talk about, there's rules, like, before they fight. They said, you know, we've gone yeah. over, you have your instructions. So there's some clear rules to it. Yeah. And they know they're on TV. Like, this is pay-per-view. Like, if, if Powerhouse flips out and's like, fuck you, I'm the greatest. Like, no more payday. Like, you can't collect a payday. If he kills Malcolm, Walden Wang's not going to give him money. I just think going the wrestling route is was much would have been a much smarter move because by making by making a clear winner takes all stipulation, they're going to fight harder and you're going to get a better show and get. More I don't know. I, I think I think I think if it was a a, a, a planned fight, a, a a wrestling match, it would be both entertaining for the audience, entertaining for us. And a huge win for both. And then they could continue this out into the future. And they wouldn't have had the problems that this eventually develops into. Yeah, no, but this no. is a comic book and problems are fun. And P.S., hold on, I'm about to stop you. P.S., this is why kayfabe doesn't work. Because in wrestling all the time, if you're a wrestling nerd, you hear about wrestlers having problems with the the, the baked-in endings. Yeah. And, and they go against the baked-in endings, and then everybody's standing around, they don't know what the fuck to do because it's the middle of a pay-per-view, yeah. and this guy won't lay down and lose like he's uh, supposed to. That doesn't to happen that much. That, doesn't that happen happens that sometimes, though. Yeah, Whereas doesn't... if you have two guys really fighting for real, then it doesn't matter about the script finger quotes because the guy that wins, wins. It's a lot easier. What you're describing involves a degree of cooperation that these guys aren't going to have. Yeah. If, I think it's also much harder to, to kind of write that into a comic. 
it takes more time, but I don't know. Whatever. Whatever. Either way, it could work. <laughs> I do. Uh, I do like the last couple of panels on the page when like Flash is like, "How do I get in this action?" It's like, if it goes well, you can battle the victor in a later event. Love it. So that kind of leaves it open. And I love the idea because. It's funny sometimes, and they even go into the next sequence where they're talking about, look, you know, we had to cut fights or whatever else, or pages are limited or whatever else. Sometimes in Savage Dragon, you know there's going to be a fight, but, like, it sometimes seems like the fight just comes out of nowhere, gets wrapped up real fast so they can get back to whatever. Yep. Yeah. If Malcolm's, like, fighting for money, well, there's your fight every month. (laughs) And it can even build. Like, it can have a champion belt. Like, he can climb the ranks. Like... There's all kinds of – this is a great setup is yeah, all I'm yeah. saying. It's like you skipped over my battle with the atomic eye. You skipped four months. <laughs> so this, so this is a fun page just it is. because it's – we're catching up with the uh, the creation of the Savage Dragon comic book in-universe. Right. Uh, apparently it's a horrible, horrible corporate comic in this universe. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Creative teams no, that won't stay steady. No Eric Larson. Where is Eric Larson in all of this? What is he doing? I love the nods, the meta nods. They're like, yeah. they're like, yeah, there wasn't even a caption that said later. And the yeah. guy's like, yeah, people hate later. They like visual clues. Like your hair was longer and there was no snow. And I'm just like, that's great. That's fantastic. You didn't have to show all the sex stuff. Issue 228 was gross. <laughs> Right. And then the reaction. It's a mature book. The male was very positive. Very positive. And the little creepy smile. (laughs) It's so good, dude. That's so funny. The characters are very funny, too. They're so, like, comic book-y. You know, they got the guy with the giant nose and the guy with the giant forehead and little nose and, like, you know, the the Kirby-esque guy with, like, the bangs. Yeah, and uh, just the little dude's Batman shirt because, of course, you know he's, he's you know he's a common guy. He's rocking that Batman shirt. Yeah. Now here's a question for you, Finn fans: Are these recurring characters? Have did they show up in the past? No, no, no they they, they say specifically that these are the replacements for the last guys. Oh, okay, James yeah. Michael Worthington and Stan Levi. Okay, I didn't think the artist was here. I didn't think this was like artist, writer, editor. But I guess that could be what's happening. Dude, I know Stan Levi is Stan Lee, but who the hell is James Michael Worthington supposed to be? I didn't know Stan Levi was, but obviously it is now. And I feel like a moron, but like James Michael Worthington. Try to figure that one out. <laughs> kind of sounds like, like the Angels, like comic book real name. Warren Worthing II or something. I don't know. I want to see the atomic eye. I'm mad that fight got skipped. <laughs> God damn it. Yeah. I, you know, I want to see every fight. Please don't cut those fights to the bone. But I'm saying, like, yeah, the atomic eye. Oh, I hope he shows up later. I really do. Or even if it goes the other way, where he is only ever a running gag and, like, you never see him and he's only just referred to in words. Yeah. That, w- that would also be good, you know? Who the atomic guy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. If we if, if we never see him, that's also just as good as if he shows up. <laughs> he just gets this long off-page history with Malcolm. You know that would be funny. 
like you mentions them in like every nine months or so. <laughs> right. Offhand. Stupid atomic guy. Just can't keep that guy down. You know. <laughs> this is a great layout, though. You're talking about like layouts that go across page. This is something that definitely would only work like you know with this issue, right? Yep. Which page are you talking about? I'm talking about still yet the one where he's meeting with his creative team. Oh yeah. yeah. Because if you think about it, like this is kind of like an odd sort of a split. Like you got like with you the know, one panel that's cut right down the middle of the spine. Yeah, it would have Bingo. to be. Yep. And yet the way he's positioned, like words on one side, you know, heads on the other, heads on the other. Yeah, it still works. I still think he's going to lose a lot in the gutter in the trade, which I just I dislike a lot. In fact, this entire issue is going to suffer. I think in the trade. You read digital though. What do you care? Yeah, exactly. I'm bragging. <laughs> what do you I'm think joking. I'm talking about this for? <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> well, good for you, damn it. <laughs> Although he, you know, that is a great thing to bring up, though. I, Eric is very thoughtful on his layouts at times. Yeah. So he knows to keep the bubbles on either one side of the, the spine or the other, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. On, for, on this whole issue. For single issues, which I know is what his primary, like, focus is, it's going to look great. Jim's worried about the thickness of a trade right. uh, no, eating gotcha. up more. Although I think, like, like, I mean, you know, he knows that. Like, I'm just saying, you know, he knows how to deal with that. Like, he gave enough. Like, if you, like, okay, we're looking at the next page. For example, ding, ding is the thing that might get most swallowed up in the gutter. Yep. I mean, who gives a shit? You know what I mean? Like a lamp, ding, ding. Like, all the important stuff's off to the sides. So, it's, I'm sure it's going to be fine. Billy Batson. Hey, Billy Batson. There's a Billy. secret, secret <laughs> Captain Marvel story running through this whole thing. Yeah. There is. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so I love his introduce, introduction. I love that they give it the context that they just have this abandoned warehouse just to fight. And that they're using drones to capture the action, which is awesome. You know, They've got to stay within the confines of the building. Yeah, they shake hands like it's good, dude. It's so good. I think uh, Captain Tootsie's pretty irresponsible, letting oh, yeah. the, the kids yep. watch. <laughs> yeah, well, Maxie's worse. <laughs> well, I mean, their kids see, just saw a giant dick eat their youngest baby sister. And that makes it true. okay. That makes it okay. And I that guess, makes it okay. <laughs> I guess. I guess Thunderhead's okay. Oh shit! You're right. I forgot I w- about that. I want. He seems to be by himself though. I don't see May. He looks a little uh, bigger than usual. Still no. wearing a wearing been working his, out. Uh, wearing his um, sweater vest. He's been working I, out. I initially thought that he might have been in a hospital bed, but if he's wearing a sweater vest in a hospital bed, it's just dedication. <laughs> he's really co- listen, dude. Once May is Bay, he so, might that might be a robe. I don't know. It kind of looks like he's wearing a tie, but it's a little hard to tell. Got a but he jump. does have that pillow behind him. Yeah, that's what I was saying. The big pillow. So why would he be wearing like a tie? So I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. It's a bit, it's a bit... I would like to think that's a hospital bed. Yeah, me too. I, I think it is. Uh, but at the same time, I think he's wearing a sweater vest in the bed. Yeah, like I think he's better. Like the idea, time has passed, and so I think the idea is that like he's he's better. He might be still in the hospital, but he's like bowed out. You know what I mean? Like, he doesn't have to lay there in a damn gown. Gotcha. But then, boom, switch the page, and it's like, ooh. Fight's on. 
that's a good, so good, dude. Smile for the camera. And I love the shit talking. Like, so good. Yeah, Powerhouse is just taking out his uh, old frustrations with his dad. It's awesome. Peck our you, breath. And uh, Malcolm, eh, just falling back on the old cliches. You gotta get better material, son. What, what great, though, shit talking? You're no savage dragon. Because even we, don't we, like, kind of, like, struggle? Like, we don't want to call him Savage Dragon. Like, we call him Malcolm a lot. Yeah. Right. Yeah, so it's great. You're like, great. That's great shit talking. And it kind of, like, ties into the end, too, the little thing. Like, they kind of, I don't know. I, like I said, it's kind of like maybe I'm reading too much into it. But, like, it's almost like kind of like in this fight, like, he's dealing with, like, a foe that was a real challenge for his dad. And then, like, he kind of, the guy's like, oh, you're no Savage Dragon. But in the end, they're like, congratulations, Savage, Malcolm the Savage Dragon. And I'm like, oh, that's kind of cool. Like, oh, you won the title. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, I don't know. Maybe I'm reading too much into it, but probably. I don't know, though. If Powerhouse's little mask didn't get knocked off, I think he would have kicked Malcolm's ass pretty much. Well, Malcolm cheated. <laughs> I love I love the like when Powerhouse is like don't pick a fight with a guy who can fly and he's like your old man chewed up his fair share of cement back in the day he developed quite a taste for it I'd imagine and just like your old man there isn't a damn thing you can do about it and he's just like flying and just like pushing Malcolm's face into the ground so good dude so good and uh, you know the Looney Tunes of course you realize this means war yeah, yeah that, all right perfect it's okay now. He's leaning into it. Yeah. Of course you know this means war. It's so good. It's, the Malcolm hey, busts out the how, juice. I just love how he just drags his face through the dirt. <laughs> That's a good good move. The shit talking though, saying is saying that like you know, his dad like <laughs> developed a taste for pavement. It's so good. That's but funny it, it is great, like think about like we always talk about this, but Larson can just come up with new fight you know. 244 issues with fights and can always come up with something new. You know, like we haven't oh, seen yeah. a villain do that before. No, exactly. Even like just the pose of like, you know, Malcolm shocking powerhouse. Like that's great. Like, you know, right. it's just like fresh, like, you know, all the powerhouse drawings we've seen and, you know, bam. And like, even draw your attention to like the scrawl panel on that same layout. Yeah. Like, just look at the body language on Powerhouse. Yeah. Where he's got, like, his little, like, he's one just, foot like, forward. And... Off guard. Boom. Yeah. Oh, it's so good, dude. It's so good. It's so good. Uh, I love, I love, the, so the, for the listeners, the page after Powerhouse drags Malcolm across the floor, where he, the page that he gets electrocuted on, those last five panels with uh, the lettering, and each each every other letter is colored like one's purple, one's blue, one's purple, one's blue. Yes, Just great looking. Yep. Choom, proc, prud, thum, pow, ram, thrack. In the varying Pop, color, speed lines everywhere. Mm-hmm. So good, dude. Yeah. So I'm surprised with how easy the mask pops off. Was I, it easy? He's been I, kicking his ass for pages. I, I just, it just seems like even that, it would, the number of dust-ups that Powerhouse gets into, it seems like just a really like easy vulnerability to exploit. 
He just got shocked, and he wasn't expecting it. I gotta imagine most times Powerhouse just mops the floor of people. Yeah. yeah. He just got shocked. He wasn't expecting it. Like, clearly he's talking shit this whole time, and the minute he gets shocked, the fight turns. Like, well, if you, you look... You think, you think the shock damaged the mask? No, no, I think it damages like, like ability to fight. Like he's just he just got he got shocked, and then you look at all the panels, and Malcolm's just basically rocking him. Right, yeah, right, 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 right. Every panel after that is Malcolm blasting his face. Like every other panel, like you look like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, nine panels in a row after the shock of him just getting like bam and headshots too in a lot of those panels. That mask came off on accident. Malcolm didn't know what he was doing. Who here was like- terrified he was about to die? <laughs> that would have been... That would have... Mm. That wouldn't have felt good, would it? You didn't think Malcolm might have... When you saw the mask pop off, you weren't afraid that Malcolm was going to put his fist through his head? I thought he was. Yeah, I thought he was too. I, I thought was, he was going to accidentally I was a little kill worried. Him. I was worried. He's, what the hell? Don't look at me. <laughs> Guys, the Denny 90s. got old. Denny got old too, Denny, man. Denny is definitely aging. You can you can tell that he really doesn't want this as a known thing. No. Be, because now everybody knows what his vulnerability is. Oh, well, he yeah. said nobody's supposed to know I can change back to a normal person. And and also, yeah, it kind of messes up your message when you're uh when you're like like a major like supporter of freak rights, right? When you can just turn it off. Yep, with a magical item too, a mask. Yeah. Isn't Flash Mercury that same kind of way? He is identical. Yes. Oh, but it also looks like they know. Yeah, yeah, they know. I love the '90s um, style rough border on the Bracca Badoom. That's a good one. Oh yeah. yeah. Like that rough, like sketch, like you. That's a very '90s esque, but like, man, super effective on that explosion panel. I like Malcolm. He's just like, ah, <laughs> <laughs> what a hero! Yeah. <laughs> Not <laughs> Flash Mercury. What are you doing here? This thunk. <laughs> Caps him, grabs Denny, and runs. They were friends for like five minutes long ago. Malcolm loves his car. Yeah. <laughs> Malcolm the Savage Dragon. Yeah. But but they know his name's... Uh, even Fever knows his name's Denny, so she must be into it. Yeah. Yeah, she must be into it. Makes you wonder, does anybody get to put on that mask? I, mean, like, I, think, and, I think you gotta be the son of Ra. Or a so, relative, whatever. So then what's the significance Descended. of the mask? I think it's just... Kind of like Thor's... Kind of like... Uh, Donald Blake and his cane or something. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. So technically he could have a kid and pass it on. I'm trying to remember yeah. for that backup. I think he he gets the, he gets the mask in the backup, but I can't remember the context of how he got it. Like how he found it. Uh, I forget. I should know. Yeah, you we'll get it. For the listener, we just had our socks rocked hard. <laughs> that was just a good that was just a fucking fantastic issue I, I love the I fights. did not expect that for this issue at all no really? not at all dude no nah, I thought there was gonna be like a 
I thought it was going to be a totally different setting that they were going to meet. With more pinball machines. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Can I just say, for as weird a visual conglomeration of elements that Flash Mercury is, doesn't he still kind of look badass when he's, like, running towards Malcolm? Yep. He is one of my favorites it's because good, he's dude. such a doof. good it's so good it's, it's great it's a great issue it's fantastic so yeah man and how about them backups another Chris G uh, crazy ass uh, yeah it's like comic two three four five six six it's basically a backup it's like six whole pages of this uh uh, parable about the the follies of uh, comic book creation. A lot, a lot, a lot of comic book commentary in this issue. Yeah, I love these. I love when he does these, and it's kind of like a group of three strips that are interconnected, kind of you know, and they all have the same running gag. He's great at doing that. There's a great meta in this too that ties into Billy Bats and Doctor Savannah showing up when basically Optimus Prime shows up in the punchline. And then the next thing, he's like, uh, the last comic you did with Robo Chiefs caused an uproar. And he's like, why? I thought it was perfectly legal. It's just kind of funny and meta when you got Billy Batson and Dr. Savannah in the main, like, thing. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of a nice little meta touch. Yeah, it was a fun little comic. I like seeing, I like seeing G-Man webcomics show up. I enjoyed it. The best punchline, I'm sorry though, there's a king. I'm going to crown a king among all these G-Man comics. Is the one with Shapey. Where Shapey <laughs> yeah. disses the kids. That shit is so, I fucking <laughs> howled laughing. Where he's like, I sure do love to do the shapes, that's why they call me Shapey. And they're like, could you do a car? And then in the middle he's like, uh, car, I, I can't draw cars. And he's like, you'll figure something out. And Shapey tells the kids, he's like looking all shitty. My name's yeah. Shapey, not Carman. <laughs> it's great. That's the winner. That's the that's the one. It is. It's the best one. And so, on top of this, we got. Some, oh, go ahead, Jim. Jim. Just, just going back to Powerhouse's origins. Apparently, it was hearing voices in his head that instructed him to dig up a uh, uh, a box in the desert, and that contained the mask. Gotcha. Hey, divine guidance. Yep. Still makes me feel like the mask has the power. Like anybody I think, could put I, I that mask. Ma- I think the mask is like his. Uh, is like his. What's the word like? Conduit. Yeah, yeah, conduit. I don't think anyone can wear the mask. I think he has to wear the mask. Yeah. We'll Hard see. to say. Time will tell. <laughs> I mean, I mean, here's the thing. This definitely looks like it's going places. Like this mm-hmm. isn't going to be the last time we see Powerhouse. Like this defeat is probably going to like lead to something else. It definitely can't be the last time we see Powerhouse. Absolutely not. And on top of that, like this wrestling thing where he's the champion and stuff, I mean, you got to assume it was a huge success. Not only did they have a successful fight, but they had an unmasking, which was a surprise. Ooh, what if Chainman's his next opponent? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Good call. Is that the next issue, Chainman? Yeah. Yeah, it says right here, next, the Chainman. Yep. Uh, uh-huh. 
We got some more funnies. Time travel is amazing. That's the winner of these. Coolest guy on the beach. Yes. <laughs> That's fantastic, dude. Uh, the Moonbeard one, the, the dog, like, fetches the his wand instead of a stick on accident. Mm-hmm. And then, what is that? He gets zapped or something? Yeah, he, he bites the magic wand and explodes. Yeah, I assume. Is that, yeah. is that what that pink stuff is? Explosion? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Lightning magic. bolts. Yeah, they're like pink lightning bolts. They could have set it up better. They could have been like a prequel comic to explain all the... <laughs> how the wand works and the colors that it produces. Are you being facetious? I am. <laughs> well. I, mean, I like the... the my favorite one is the Savage Fincast strip there. It's pretty yeah. damn good. Good punchline. Feels like something sexy's happening just off screen. <laughs> just off to the right of Malcolm, like behind him. <laughs> it feels like something sexy's happening. You can't see, but it's there. Like behind Moonbeard, there's something really cool and sexy. If only, and we're not going to give clarity or context to that. We're just gonna let you. We're just gonna let you wonder, listener. Guess uh, what, Raven? There's something sexy happening right here, and you can't see it. What? I'm not telling you. you oh, have to, you have to guess. It's incredibly mysterious. <laughs> I, I don't like it either. I don't like where my mind went, and I wish you would clarify. <laughs> nope, nope, not saying anything. Oh, it's just horrendous. Think about it. Well, let's uh, close it on out by saying that Copra... Can you talk talk a little slower? (laughs) No, I don't like it. (laughs) I don't like that at all. A little sexier, please. No, no. Keep saying that. Say that. (laughs) No, no. um, Savage Dragon 244 was fantastic, but we got a little more extra meat and potatoes for you. Yep. Just because, a, little, a little bit more Savage Dragon to talk about. Yeah, in the form of TNMT 11. So, we'll just be real quick about this issue. Uh, although some fun stuff does happen in it. I do want to say, can I can I just read the word balloon on the front cover? Yes, the way ahead. The way I hear it in my mind. Okay. I hear it as, The host organism, Donatello, your brother. Is dead. <laughs> do it. That's a good crane voice. I don't know why. It's the extraneous your brother. Like, you know, like he wouldn't need to explain that it was their brother, but he did. <laughs> but it's great. I love it. And that's not at all the way he talks in the issue. He just talks like a normal ass dude. But yeah, this was a How good issue. Know? I mean, because he's using full words and sentences. All right, like. All right. He's like, no, I'm not. Like, enough that they don't realize that Donatello is dead. So, like, if he was acting that weird, you know? Because, like, on this cover, he's like, the host organism, Donatello, your brother is dead. But then inside the issue, he's he's talking, and they don't even realize he's, like, got a problem until he's like, no, I'm telling you, Donatello's dead. Like, I'm not Donatello. And so, like, he must be talking normal, as opposed to on the cover, where he's like... The host organism, Donatello, your brother is dead. <laughs> I will, I will say, Savage Dragon fans that aren't picking up Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles: Urban Legends or didn't get the original image TMNT when it came out in black and white, if they're jonesing for that extra issue of Savage Dragon this month or last month or whatever, 
Like this is this is the issue to get. It's like having an extra issue of Savage Dragon. Big time. Big time. When we talked about it for li- for new listeners like we talked about on the previous uh show, but I've never read this and Craig and Jim both have. And oh, so I haven't. You haven't? I never read this. What? Not till now. No. <laughs> I thought he did. No, I thought what? you did too. No, yeah. I, didn't, I didn't read Ninja Turtle comics until volume four, which was after this. We have a way to check this, and I swear there's recordings of you talking with Craig about having read this. Nope. Never Maybe read just it. knew about never, it. Never, just aware because I pay attention. <laughs> Ooh, I think that's a little burn on you, Raven. You paying yeah. attention now? I'm paying attention yeah, now. You I, yeah, I, yeah, I, I never, you are. Yeah, I never read the Image Turtle series. I mean, I, I have a few issues because I found them in bins, but I never read them. Yeah, my eyes are wide open, sucker. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I, well you're, you're paying attention now, Raven. All yeah, right. it's all new to me. And all we right. got Hortus and Guy and Duder and Rapture and, man, this is an Dragon, awesome first. Vanguard. First, oh, yes. Yes, dude. This was what I was wanting the whole time. When you guys were telling me, you're like, oh, it's great. It's like getting an extra issue of Savage Dragon. Meanwhile, was, Jim never read it, and he was just, <laughs> just, just telling you. I'm just aware. It's, it's, it's Carlson and Fosco doing an Image Turtles <laughs> run with a bunch of connections to Dragon. So, obviously, it's going to be very similar. You I mean, I think pretty it. sure Eric was the, uh, was the original Easy Editor. Yes. Yeah, it was. Yeah, he's the boss. I mean, I don't know how much actual input he ever bothered to give it, but mm-hmm. you know, it was you know he it was him. I don't know. I guess it was him doing uh, uh, East a solid to keep turtles around. If there's a listener that can bring me a timestamp in a previous fincast uh-huh. where Some Jim words. where Jim sounds like he is conveying information as though he has <laughs> read these issues and was not simply aware of their <laughs> editorial creation, then I will give you my Savage Dragon half that I just bought today. Your what? Oh, my, Savage he Dragon keeps saying half. he keeps calling it Wizard Half. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which is I'm weird s- to me. You, Am I not aware? Wouldn't you call that <laughs> wizard one half? No, it just says half on the cover. It doesn't say one and a half. It, it says half. I, when I say half, I say one half. Is it one I mean, and one half? Two and one half. Potato. Yeah, that's uh, six of a dozen and half of another. <laughs> it's the same thing. But I'm telling you, if someone can bring me a timestamp that proves I'm not crazy. That I haven't slipped into another universe still yet different from both the Berenstain and Berenstain universes. Because I swear, Jim, I swear you were like, oh, yeah. I swear I swear you were like, oh, yeah, these are great. Yeah, it's just like getting an extra Savage Dragon well, issue. Well, I'm, I'm sure I said that because I've been reading it, but I've only read 11 of the issues. Wait, wait, what? What are you talking about? Oh, you're saying because you've been reading? I would it have, now. I would have read along with it and then come to the conclusion. That yeah, this but this is, is way in the beginning. I feel like the beginning. Yeah, me too. Like, me too. Well, I yeah. Feel like when we, I mean, the whole reason. The, but the whole reason when we started was that the Savage Dragon connection is the reason I wanted to cover this. Gotcha. I wanted to learn what the connection is through the natural progress of reading. <laughs> Fine. Because I knew it was stamp. connected. <laughs> because. Because it basically spun out of those crossover issues. 
Uh, the timestamp. <laughs> help me, help me, listeners. So All this right, is a really great. On, yeah, yeah. This is a really, <laughs> this is a really awesome issue, though. It really is super uh, amazing. I love it. I love the, the coloring. Stamp. Yeah. <laughs> I love the coloring. I love Fosco's art here. I love the story. Dude, like, that's the thing. Like, you love the coloring. I'm so glad. Like, like I said, I I always say this every issue, but I remember everyone being like, "Oh, IDW coloring." I'm not sure. And every issue, I feel like they've done a bang up job. Yeah, it's definitely improved from like the first few. One hundred percent. One hundred percent agree. I still think it might look better in black and white, but. It's definitely work. It's definitely good enough. It looks good in black and white, but it it looks good in color too. Oh yeah, I just think that like this is really looking great. Like this issue especially. Look at like this this first page where like the TV is like the bright light on him, and so like the back of Horatus is dark, but you can still see like the spikes with like you know from the light kind of bouncing off of one side of him. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's just like no limit. Like, which would have like, been shown in the black and white too, not to right? Off, but you wouldn't but... have gotten the glow off the TV. Yeah. It would have been more. Yeah, good point. Fosco can draw a good horridus too. Oh yeah, I mean that's what I'm saying is that like this horridus and Michelangelo scene is fantastic. Like, yeah. the, the way he wraps his tail, I mean, he, what am I talking about? The way she wraps her tail around Michelangelo and, like, just, like, goes in for that kiss. It just It's 10 out of 10. Like, 10 out of 10. So good. So, yeah, the action, like, I don't know. For me, this has been the most hype, the most dope uh, Ninja Turtles issue as a Savage Dragon fan. Like... This has been the best one for me, anyway. Yeah, it's it's a good one. I love how Rapture comes in, like in the middle of them, like <laughs> yeah. making out, and she's like, "What the hell?" <laughs> and I love how their house is all beat up because if you remember, like Freak Force, they they didn't really do too well. Like they were scrapping by, like as you know, uh, bounty hunters. Yep. So uh, it's pretty cool. They live in a crappy part of Chicago, you know. Hmm. And like just like the way she's like shocking at his face, you know. Ah, oh, it's just so good. <laughs> so much good shit going on in that. So good, dude. Very pleased. Very pleased. And even like the page after that where he walks by the freak outpost. He's just kind of com- commenting on how Raphael's in there. Mm-hmm. And then Raph gets like minutes later after Michelangelo walks by, Raph gets thrown out the window. And he's like loving it. He's like, ah, poor Mikey's missing out on the great fight. But vicious circle or no vicious circle, I'm not leaving until I finish my lunch. Don't forget, he's fighting like powerhouse in there. Yeah. Guys, real quick, before we move on, I don't know why we keep saying the colors are so good. The color, like, we say shout outs because he's responded to us several times on Twitter. So he's been listening. And thank you very much, Adam Gazowski, for like just your awesome work. Yeah. to me, you have fucking killed this. So, excellent work, Adam. Thank you. Like, killing it with this. So, keep going. Sorry. I just had to no, interrupt. I, I agree. I mean, I was just going to comment, too, like, the, the page after that, after Raph gets knocked out the window, the page where it's like, 
they're floating on the car and just the city lights and then like the ambulance lights with the red and blue dots on the bottom it's just mm-hmm. good stuff good stuff i love yep. all the glowing of the like the the floating car headlights and it just it's it's well it's done really well because this comic was drawn to be black and white i got to imagine there's got to be some difficulty translating it back to color right but he got it. I mean, he got the light pollution, like you said, like the tint of the glass over, yeah. like the turtle, like in the front of the flying car. Like he got it, and so yeah, like just you know, I mean, he's responded to us a few times. I just well, want to make sure we said his name. <laughs> and you know, the other thing, like shout out to Frank Fosco for a lot of this comic is based at nighttime, and yep. they're ninjas, and it makes sense, and it looks gorgeous in black and white. It looks good in color too. And shout out to Frank and Gary for just putting that together and, and yeah. making up most of the scenes at night. It just really works really well. Oh, yeah. It's Absolutely. not something you see a lot, you know, in comics. At least I don't think so. Maybe I'm wrong, but... No, I agree. Like... I agree. Totally agree. Because, I mean, when you put a black and white comic at night, it's a lot harder. you got to lay down a lot more black. So, yeah, Absolutely. But so it's great. we pick up where we left. Uh, yeah, it goes into where we left off last time with Dragon and Donatello confronting this. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Call him Death. Death. Watch. Death. Uh, something. Death Watch. Death Watch. <laughs> yes, Death <Jeez>. Watch. <laughs> like, Who was in that Vanguard serial? Yes, he was in my top ten list. Callback. <laughs> Shoutouts. Yep. So, yeah, he's getting revenge, but the guy uh, that Death Watch, his body is original, uh, appears to be, uh, what's his name? Uh, God, I'm bad at this. Uh, Johnny, <laughs> Johnny Lee Rayburn. Rayburn, apparently. Uh, he's trying was to take to... out the judge. Yeah. Well, he's getting revenge. He's just going around getting the people that sentenced him to death, you know, killing them. But he wasn't banking on coming across a superior cyborg. Yep. Guys, the more I look through this issue, the more the colors are blowing me away on this issue. And yeah. the inks and, and just the drawings. Like, I'm going page by page and kind of looking ahead a little bit. And the pages are so dark, but they're so good. Yeah. Which is really hard to do. Colors, uh, when you color digitally, they always look darker when they print anyway. Right. Always. And so not only are you, you know, coloring a nighttime scene, but like, you know, there's always that darker, like everything just comes out darker. Nope. He's kicking ass on it. He's I love that panel of dragons jumping through the air and shooting his gun. Right. Yeah. It's a great. Like classic move. Yeah. Yeah. He's jumping into the flying car. Yeah. I like the scene where Dragon and Donnie are shooting at the, uh, right next to each other, where they're going blam, 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 choom, choom, choom. Mm-hmm. Um. Donatello's, like, morphing arm and morphing cyborg shit. Like, I get that people are little bitches and get upset because things happen to characters they love. Right. But his cyborg shit is so awesome, especially in this issue. Like, the way he makes it into a little respirator for the guy, 
or it's a giant hand cannon or I mean it's just awesome. Like I I, I think it's kind of funny because I mean he was always the technology ninja turtle. Like this is just makes so much sense. So yeah, it's great. I'm down with it. Yeah. Super down. Awesome. So the fight continues, and then uh, Dragon uh, falls off the car, and so he gets rescued by Wally. Yep. Uh, from Vanguard's little si- uh, robot sidekick. Because uh, now Vanguard's on the scene, because we learned last time that, um, uh, what's her name? Um, Roxanne. Roxanne, uh, Vanguard's girlfriend, is the reporter here. Roxanne! You gotta say it, I'm sorry. <laughs> you gotta say it. So everyone's here. Yeah, the gang's all here. It's a very savage, dragony issue. I mean, that's yeah. what's so fucking so, awesome. Yeah, so... so while Donatello's trying to resuscitate the uh, the judge, Vanguard busts in, sees him, sees a, sees a villainous cyborg, and immediately attacks Donnie. That was great. I like that. And so they get into a punch up, and uh, until Roxanne tells him to knock it off, and then Dragon yanks him apart. So, again, yeah, the colors here are pretty good. Like Vanguard is like super blue, just the way he's supposed to be. Yep. Of course, he looks great because he's uh, basically Fosco's character. I wouldn't say that, but he's. Yeah. Would you say well because of so many issues he's drawn? He's, he's him done in? so much Vanguard at this point. Uh, okay. Yeah, because I mean his dragon looks fine, but I always found him a little uh, boxy. Yeah, I guess. But we're so used to Fosco drawing Vanguard that it's right. Like... Yeah, that's kind of what he's supposed to look like. I get you. I see where you could where you're coming from. Um, what else is going on here? Oh yeah, we discover, uh, looks like, uh, Donatello's, uh, bio body died. Mind death is kind of what the cyborg says. His mind couldn't handle it. And so, it's like, well, really I guess, though? <laughs> I guess it's just the armor with all of Donnie's memories. Which I guess right. begs the question, isn't that just Donnie? I like how cavalier everyone is, though. Every like Dragon's like, "Hey, your buddy needs his computer rebooted," and it's like, "Yeah, it's right. like, he might be dead," you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Leo hops in and says, uh, "Donnie, how many fingers am I holding up?" And uh, Donnie says, "Your brother isn't doesn't have a concussion. He's dead." Man, that See, sucks. That's what I meant about the voice. Like, you know, he's just like talking yeah. like Donatello. So <laughs> he's talking he's, through his meat. Right. Parts. He's not like. The entity you know as Donatello is dead. <laughs> it's not like that. <laughs> so. <laughs> exterminate. Exterminate. <laughs> yeah, and then, you know, they wrap up with the little newscast where it's, it's kind of funny. Like, we mentioned it last time, but it's a great little nod where, you know, they're like, thanks for keeping us out of the news, Roxanne. And she's like, sorry, guys, in Chicago, you're not news. And so... <laughs> It's just kind of another nice little touch to drive this home. Yeah. I like how they leave the air car with Dragon temporarily, because Raphael's still missing. So he'll need a ride home. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, apparently he's still fighting with the freaks. I wonder if that'll be followed up in issue 12. I haven't read it yet. Excited, dudes. Excited. And then the final issue, you get to see some shit going down with Casey. Yep, stuff still going on with Casey. People are still trying to get at um, uh, 
Uh, they're trying to get to his his, uh, his daughter again. Baby Jones. Yep. <laughs> uh, but then so, the people who are keeping an eye on him, they get ambushed by ninja stars. Who could that possibly be? I mean, it's the Foot Clan, right? Yes, obviously. It's the Hand Clan. <laughs> yeah. Yep. That, it's hand. the Hand. The Hand. You, so, know, yeah. you know that's why they're called the Foot, right, Craig? I kind of figured that. Okay. Just checking. Turtles okay. was a Daredevil parody. Yeah. Yes. Yep. A lot of Frank Miller. So that's a pretty sweet uh, cover on next month's issue. I like this scarecrow in a cornfield. But he's not a scarecrow. He's a corpse. And so, I don't know. It's cool. Like I said, looks good. Looks really great. So I'm not sure how much more crossover there is past this point. Uh, because I believe the series goes for about 24 issues. Oh. Uh, or something like that. Oh. So there's only about another year's worth before they get to the end. And there's definitely start... more Hordus. Uh, maybe more Vanguard. Okay. But you saying we're going to dial it back? No, no, we're going to keep reviewing it. I just don't know um, how much more Dragon content, specifically, will be popping up. Aw. This is probably the most Dragon-centric, but I Aww. definitely remember Horridus. She definitely appears in the later issues. Good to know. Cool, because somebody had said something, one of you, I think, Craig... Uh, had said that the Hortus Michelangelo relationship was kind of an interesting thing, and I was thinking to myself, I was like, "Well, this can't be it. Like they just kissed." Like, yeah, that's no, all. it's not it. The, the, there's more. Yeah, for sure. So she's, I mean, defi- she's definitely on another cover. I know okay. that for a fact. Oh, that's and good. I can't remember. I'd have to go back through my issues, but I can't remember how many more she's in. But this is not the last. Cool, 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 cool. I'm excited. Any kind of, any more, like, however much more, like, larceny this stuff is, I'll be super fucking psyched. So, and I'm kind of, to be honest, getting dragged into the narrative. Like, at first, I'm not going to lie, I wasn't super into what was happening. The whole uh, Komodo dragon, like, start to this did not grab me by the tits, but my tits are fully grabbed now. And so I'm into it. And I'm curious where they're going to go with whole Splinter is a bat, Donatello is a dead cyborg, like Raph is the leader of the foot. The case, like I'm getting into it big time. So, yeah, it's cool. I'm down with it. I don't think Raph's leader of the foot yet. I think that's coming. That's definitely something that happens. I recall that much. Yeah, it's a great cover with him with Casey Jones' mask on. Yeah. Leading the ninjas. mm -hmm. So we'll definitely be getting to that uh, next time. So, how long we got? We've been going for about two hours. Um, I'll be honest, I need to get to bed. So, let's wrap this up. Okay. So, uh, oh yeah, take us home, Raven. Uh, (laughs) let us, let us, let us know what happens next. Savage Dragon 245, The Chained Man. This standalone issue introduces a new menace to Malcolm Dragon and the city of Toronto. A relic from the dim past is unearthed, and the Chained Man is unleashed. And that's kind of exciting. Yeah, it's kind of cool sounding. Yeah. Sounds like he's, uh, he may be from the far past 
locked away. Not a fetishist. Not a, <laughs> not, not a visual, vicious circleist. Visual circleist. Visual. <laughs> visual. But, yes. uh, that, that sounds really neat. Yeah, our apologies. We were asked by a listener to give uh, in-game Avengers in-game impressions. Just this issue ran a bit long, so hey, don't worry. There's always going to be a short episode. We'll give you our takes. Yeah, we'll get there. Yeah, we'll get it. Them takes ain't going nowhere, so we'll get you. Yeah. But uh, awesome issue. Thank you, fellas. Good chatting with you. Yep. So, as always, if you want to contact us, you can email us at savagefincast at gmail.com. Leave a message on any of our episodes at savagefincast.com. And, of course, uh, find us on the Facebook, uh, hanging out on the Savage uh, Savage Dragon fan group and the Eric Larson Savage Dragon uh, other fan group. Yeah, I found a better way to phrase that. The official, <laughs> the official Savage Dragon group that Eric runs and the unofficial fan group that you run, right, Raven? Well, it's kind of it's kind of official in a way because Eric is a admin. Oh, okay, yeah. All right. so there's but two whatever. Places. Yeah, we're around. We're easy to find. Uh, yeah. We're also on the Twitter. I think we got the Savage Fincast Twitter. I imagine one of yep. you is operating. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I'm Craig Olson. <laughs> You're, the <one> doing- <laughs> You're the one doing it. <laughs> All right, so yeah, we'll be back again next time. Um, I don't think we have anything particularly special lined up except next issue uh, between then and now, so uh, we'll see you then. Thanks, everybody. Laters.